you know, are we not allowed to promote those agencies at all? And if not, why do we have said agencies? Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 176 of the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the skilled surgeon of swag. I like that one. I like that's that pretty one good, a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. That's that's I, Mandy Rudd level. That's I was about to say good. I'm trying to I'm trying to achieve Mandy Rudd level, so <laughs> I'm, I'm working on that. So the skilled surgeon of swag, Doctor Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing well. I love my new title this week, so that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we, I I think you and I have talked off air. We had a big local election here, and that is over as we're recording this. And I think sometimes that is just so delightful. I'm hoping to get Facebook back. And, yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm doing really well. How about you? Doing great. It's been a busy week, but busy sometimes is really, really good. Yeah. So um, absolutely doing great. You know what else is great, Kirby? What's up, Bill? That would be that badge release program from our good friends at Vault Promotions. Are you familiar with that, right? I have heard. That's so cool. They really, really focus on badges, nameplates, things like that. Uh, but really on the fulfillment of those badges and tags. Um, they know that badges can be a real pain in the ass. And a lot of a lot of distributors, they kind of stay away from sure. selling and even, even presenting it. But they have a method that really alleviates that headache and honestly makes it profitable. And it's that badge release program, and it's a custom branded, as you know. It's end-user-friendly website that they're going to set up for you at no charge. Hands-off, easy residual orders that you don't have to hassle over. That's the best kind of order, my man. It is. So if you want to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you, head over to badgesmakemecrazy.com. They have a free offer for free self-promo badges, free spec samples, or and free demos of that Badge Vault release program. Really great stuff in, in the really good folks over there. So head on over to badgesmakemecrazy.com. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Awesome. Now, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at an exceptional level today? That is always my goal. Excellent. Well, I believe, la- and I want to thank you again for having the courage this <laughs> podcast, Kirby. I think last week I insisted I go first. Yes, you Kirby, did. Kirby, this, this week, since I am ill-prepared, I insist you go first. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I would like to revisit a topic that we had last week, if that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. We've uh, sort of evolved. Last week you sort of brought up the um, idea of the legislation that mm-hmm. um, a senator had proposed that would ban um, promotional products spending uh, at the government level. Right. And I, I think I, I want to take the topic uh, just a little bit further down the line because... Are you now for it? <laughs> I, I think that we've learned more about yep. the about the idea. And part of the reason we've learned more is because of PPAI. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to sort of give a shout out. I mean, ASI certainly is good on this too, um, but PPAI... This is one of those moments where I just feel like they rally and do such a good job. I mean, almost Mm -hmm. immediately it felt like you saw pictures of Paul Bellantone and uh, a couple other folks that were um, leading the charge just to have this discussion. And I got got the impression, and I I have some thoughts about this, but I wanted to get yours, that maybe the discussion with Paul and that team of folks from the industry helped evolve Mm 
mm-hmm. and maybe us learn a little bit more about the legislation. So the I, th- I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it isn't that, that you aren't allowed to buy anything that would educate people right. about things, but just not to promote you know, individual agencies. Right. So just like any legislation, it seems like these days, and I don't want to be uh, the cantankerous old man of the podcast. But, but you like are. Any, I am. I just don't want to seem that way. <laughs> okay. I mean, I am. I, you know, I get off my lawn. I just don't want to seem that way. I want to right. seem cutting edge and edgy. And um, here's the thing. It's it's a it's a it's a saber rattling, attention headline grabbing type of legislation, right? Yeah. It 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 uh, it's one of those things because of the way politics is. And it's honestly, it's always been this way of, you know, you, you yell out, kind of you scream fire and, and people go, oh, my gosh, there's a fire. They got to put it out. Right. And so if you have someone who has the title of senator in front of them, generally they're very well respected. And, and honestly, they should be. And so they say, hey, this is a real problem. And, and everybody, every, you know, the biggest uh, bugaboo is government waste. Right? right. And so, you know, we are wasting money on tchotchkes to promote government agencies right. I, you know as a headline it makes you go why, why would you be doing that that's right. ridiculous that makes no sense of course ban them all yeah um and usually these bills are tacked onto something else and it's all these things so to answer your question i think ppa does a really great job of kind of educating not only us as as uh, purveyors of promotional products. There's a nice alliteration for you. <laughs> um, to make sure we don't jump the gun a little bit. They do a great job of, like you said, spearheading the communication to Capitol Hill. And I, and I know Paul did that last week. Paul Bellantone did that. So I, I, you know, there's always little things. So we, we, as a society, we read the headlines, don't yeah. really want to read the detail. Right. Just tell me the headline. Ban promotional products. That's what we all hear. And really what it is is ban promotional products from from uh, supporting or promoting individual agencies, which, by the way, I still think is wrong and stupid yeah. and all well, that. Well, I guess that's the part that I wanted to dig into with you. Yeah. Is okay. that, that, you know, I think that in a great way, Paul and, the, and that team, and I, I don't know the names of the other folks because I don't have that in front of me right now, so right. I apologize. Um, but the, it kind of came out and said, well, you know, this wasn't quite what we thought it was going to be. It's it's this and not that, right? And so the idea that mm-hmm. the individual agencies, we're going to ban them doing that. And I'm yeah. like, well, I guess, but how's that better if yeah. are we banning email marketing? Are we banning, uh, you know, are we not allowed to promote I, those agencies at all? And if not, why do we have said agencies? Well, <laughs> here, here's what I would say. So to me, it's a slippery slope. You know, they said they were just going to take this away. So, I, okay, fine. You know, how where does it stop, number right. one? And, and number two, I go back to, I believe I said this last week. Why are we focused on this? Do we not have any other issues in this country than someone spending too much money on uh, branded hats for their agency? Right. I mean, seriously, that that's, I guess, where it bothers me. It's one of those attention-grabbing things of government waste, which we all pay attention to. And I think I mentioned this last week. We all hear about... You know the, the Air Force spent you know twenty seven hundred dollars on each toilet seat or whatever it is. 
we know there's government waste. Right. And all of us, there's not, you know, it's one of those things when someone, you know, when they, we're doing it for the kids. Well, everybody wants to do everything for the kids. And that's <laughs> right. So that's kind of one of those things that, that's just, it's just marketing. So when you, when you're a senator and you are throwing out government waste, people are going to listen because we all know the government is extraordinarily wasteful. Right. And so it gets our attention and we're all on board with it until we start really digging deep into it. Now, granted, on surface, it's not that big of a deal to say no promotional products to uh, promote agencies. But, man, there's a lot of sticky language that's going to have to be in there to really enforce that. And what is the enforcement? I mean, mean, what what is that? Who's policing this? And why are we – honestly, it's going to create more government waste policing that, quite frankly. Yeah, and I guess guess my point about it is that, you know, what you just said is is what concerns me. Because you said it's really no big deal to say that we can't use promotional products to promote agencies. Why not? Like that's no, like, no. I, I'm you saying know what I'm saying. Sar- I'm saying that sarcastically. Okay, I mean, okay. St- it starts off that way, right, right. And then it's like, well, we can't do it this. Here. Let's make let's let's extend that a little bit. Right. Now we can't do it to promote, let's say, the recruiting efforts of the armed forces. Right. For right. example. You know, it does. It, it's a, that's what I'm saying. It's a slippery slope. So where do you stop? I think it's maybe putting the right people in the right places to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. That this type of promotional products works for this specific agency for this specific reason, and it doesn't work here for that specific reason. And we'll do something else. It, to, to have actual legislation in law that you can't buy promotional products again. I, we. This is why I know we really don't have any problems. Yeah, we really don't have any issues in this country, apparently, because we're focused on on stress balls and uh, koozies. Well, I guess if I can just put one f- bow on this, is the idea that government waste is the issue. Mm-hmm. If we believe that promotional products do add value, they do affect human right. behavior, right? And by we want to promote the agencies because they offer a good service. If we don't want to promote the agencies in any way, forget promotional products, then why do we have that specific program to begin with? You want to I cut agree. government waste, cut the program. Uh, totally. Hey, look, to- totally agree. Again, I think I said it last week. It's a, it's a doctor heal, heal thyself moment. Right. If you really think promotional products are wasteful, not you, but the, whoever is listening, if, right. if a person, a senator, or a staffer of a senator believes that promotional products are wasteful, then maybe you need to stop using them for your campaign and see how oh, well that works out for you. A hundred percent. So instead of saying, um, you need to stop using them. Now, I'm going to use them, but I mean, you, look, you, you should stop eating hamburgers. That's really <laughs> unhealthy for you. I'm going to go over to Five Guys real quick, though. Yeah. That's, that's the, the hypocrisy that drives me nuts. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. That's, that, Thank I you believe, for drawing I be- me offside. Yeah, I, be- I believe that horse is dead. Maybe. <laughs> hey, Kirby, speaking of political things. Okay. I don't know if you saw this, but did you see that Twitter has placed a ban on political ads? Hmm. No, I did not see this. So they uh, CEO John Dorsey announced, of course, he did it in a series of tweets. Yeah, that the company would no longer accept political ad dollars at all. Hmm, okay. So some advocates and, and some candidates applauded, saying the reach of political messages should be earned and not bought. 
Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you had uh, someone like uh, uh, Zuckerberg over at Facebook say, it's not the responsibility of private companies to censor politicians and the news. So I know we all get ad fatigue. I mean, right. I think we're all at the point of our lives where we dread the 12-month election cycle, and we dread the ads that come up every time we turn on TV. It's like, this candidate doesn't like America <laughs> or children, and he wants to take your house. Yep. Meanwhile, this candidate loves children, and he wants to give you all your money back. He doesn't believe in taxing you at all. You know, we get real tired of that. So we all have political advocate. What do you, is there any? It doesn't even matter that Twitter as a platform said we are not going to accept advertising dollars for political candidates. I I think that it's weird. Like my first reaction is that that was silly because it's like saying, well, we shouldn't uh, accept that. Well, okay, so, but you know, they can still run radio spots, right? You right. can still, you just mentioned the TV. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're not running on Twitter, well, whoop de doo da day. Like the idea that they can still run on Facebook. I, yeah. Now, should there be, like, I think there are some things that are governed by the FCC when it comes to um, equal, time. equal time, TV mm-hmm. spots, all that sort of thing. But even then, it's like, I'm, I'm this candidate and I approve this message is there are things that are in place for those places that are not in place. I don't think for Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and all that stuff. But to me, it's, it's a weird stand to take. My guess is that they took the stand because they weren't getting political dollars to begin with. <laughs> yeah. That'd be my, honest, my honest response. Yeah. I was like, "Huh? How must how, how dry must that bucket have been for you to go? All right, we need to make some news here. <laughs> we are no longer taking any sort of advertising, political advertising dollars." When they probably weren't getting any in the first place, because right. I think it, you know, I, I like Twitter. I think it's I like it a lot when there's news going on, things right. like that. Yeah, um, it's really good for you know on on you know, up to the minute news and stuff like that. But from an advertising perspective, I, I think it's a struggling medium to be right. kind of candid with you, because uh, I can my thumb's really good at scrolling past like a Wendy's ad for naturally uh, farm raised chicken ranch fries or whatever the you know whatever the flavor of the day is i can scroll through any of that i could do that for a political ad too so yeah, yeah. i agree to me to me it's just uh, it's uh, making news out of nothing because it was a dry revenue stream <laughs> That's right. as it was i like it i like it hey you know what else i like kirby you just said you like it you know what else i like what's that bill That'd be our good pals over at Tervis and their stainless line i don't know if you have any of those wonderful stainless tumblers they added that to the uh, yeah. well-established their classic line a couple years ago and they really wanted to be a little bit better, a little bit different than the competition because they want to utilize that state-of-the-art custom 360-degree UV printing. And if you've seen it, it's absolutely gorgeous. The colors are exquisitely vibrant, just leap out at you, and it lasts forever. So awesome. It, it is. It's available in four sizes, 12-ounce, 20-ounce, 30-ounce, and the very Kirby-friendly 24-ounce water bottle. Yes. Five-year warranty. It's copper-lined, vacuum-insulated, eight hours hot, 24 hours cold. You can't go wrong with that Tervis stainless line. So go over to TervisPromos.com. See that whole line. You introduce that to your client. They're going to see quality. They're going to see that lifetime guarantee. They're going to see the sustainability of Tervis, and they got that great brand name that just screams, um, uh, you know, it just screams credibility. Yeah, value, for sure. Yep, and value. Awesome, Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah, so you uh, know this better than most, but I think most people who follow us know that I am a big believer in morning routines. I talk about it, I write about it, all that sort of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this spring, uh, my treadmill died. Uh, we, we talked about it briefly on the podcast. I was literally mid step and it just shut down. Um, but it was about springtime. So I was like, you know what? I can, I can go outside and run and walk and whatever. So as you know, now that it's November in Ohio, I'm looking mm-hmm. around going, it's really cold in the morning right? and it's dark and it, you know, it's, it's that time of year. So I was like, you know, I need to get rid of this treadmill. I've just put it in a, a room. And <laughs> so I, I, I have a friend who's a really, really smart guy, engineer. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to one quick call to Jim and see if he can take a look at it. Mm-hmm. So I have looked at that treadmill for months off and on. I don't know what I'm looking for, whatever. Jim showed up at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. By 8.10, he was leaving, and it was fixed. And it, it occurred to me that it was, a number one, I was yeah. elated that yeah, I got absolutely. my treadmill back. <laughs> But it also occurred to me, you know, it reminds me of that thing that you should, you are the, what is it, the, the combination of the five people you spend the most time with? Right. And how it's so important to, to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you mm-hmm. um, about different things in your life. And I think, you know, there's a business lesson in that. And I, I think that um, the idea that he can literally, I, he explained to me what he did. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't understand it. I, right. I'm not an electrician. Right. And he had it in, like, literally, I think he was dawdling. He had it fixed so quickly. And I'm like, you know, this is a great lesson for me as I look around my uh, organization to go, okay, have, have I done a good job of surrounding myself with people who are better at all the things I'm bad at? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you, as you know, obviously you're working to build an organization. We all are trying to grow and that sort of thing. Is that something you focus on or is it just like, hey, I need this position and I'm going to get somebody good for that? Yeah, I always try to do that, right? I mean, we all strengths and weaknesses. There are things I can do. There's things I can kind of do. and There's things right. I can't do at all. And so I think it's always smart to try to put people or find people that, um, Find people that compliment you, right? Right, and so you know the easy thing is to find people just like you, right? And have your strengths, and you get along, and you think that, uh, or you know, you think the same way, and all that. But I think where you really grow is finding those people who compliment your weaknesses. Yeah, and and the thing is, is I think for me, finding people who think like me and that sort of thing is, I can I can justify it in my mind by saying it's good for culture. Right. Because yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's it's fun to talk around the water cooler with people who laugh at the same jokes as you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I find myself going, OK, I need to surround myself with people who think differently than me. Well, well you do. And that's how you evolve as a human. Right. right. I mean, you look at the you know, if, if there's the same five people and they have the same fine views, then they're going to think everything's wrong with anything else. Right. And, and I think you, you know, you've got to surround yourself with people who are different than you and just have different life experiences. Like, right. you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm pretty handy around the house, but I'm not a plumber. Right. Um, and so I would love to have a friend who's a plumber. So if, <laughs> if any, any of my friends out there who are plumbers could help me out, I got to replace a sink. <laughs> Get it. I've got, I've actually got a, uh, a garbage disposal sitting on, on my uh, counter right now. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping Amy takes care of it. I'm sure she will. <laughs> All right, Kirby, I got one quick one for you. Okay. Um, Facebook. I don't know if you're familiar with Facebook. It's a social media website. I've heard of it. Okay. So what they've introduced, I don't know if you saw this, new branding. Have you seen this? I have not. 
So they have new branding for its products and services, and it's really an attempt to distinguish the company from the app and the website. Okay. And so the Facebook company is all caps in a completely different font, even different colors, like a red. And then for the Facebook app, you know, what you would use either on your phone or the website, you know, the social media site, it's lowercase in that familiar blue. Right. So very interesting tactic on their part is they're really trying to, you know, almost like how Amazon has AWS, Amazon Web Services, right. which is really a completely separate entity from the Amazon we shop at. Mm. Very interesting that Facebook is trying to do something similar, but how do you do this when your company has become so ubiquitous mm. with a single product, for lack of a better term? Yeah, I actually, and I haven't seen this, so I'm going to be curious to check it out after the podcast, but the idea that if you're going to rebrand it and make it something different, it occurs to me that what Amazon is doing is mm -hmm. a better way of going about it, calling it AWS. If it was... Yeah. Uh, you know, TFC, the Facebook company mm -hmm. or whatever, um, then I think you might have something that was distinguishable. Like, um, I, and, and obviously, AWS, literally, I, I see ads for them, right? Yep. Just them. Has yes. nothing to do with shopping on Amazon. Yes. Has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And so if, if we're looking to showcase the fact that something is separate, then I think they're doing it right. The thing you just call it Facebook the red Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I don't see how that would totally separate it. But again, I, I'd like to dig into it a little bit more. What do you think? Um, I, I actually, I think you, you bring up a really good point. I think you're, you're trying to change, but not enough. Right. Um, it's like, it, I, what I, when I see something like this, I see fear. Right. I see fear that we need a separate entity to talk about all our products. Yeah. So it can't be so Facebook is a product of the Facebook group, for example. Yeah. You can't I think it's very difficult to have the same name and, right. and expect people to just simply look at a brand or a logo in this case cuz to me it's the, the brand is the same. Right. So it's not even looking at the brand, you're just looking at a logo and see something different. I think what you're actually going to do is create a lot of brand confusion. Right. Because people don't realize that there is a Facebook basically an umbrella company called Facebook that owns a lot of different things. Right. Whether it's Instagram or, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, they should just call it Zucks. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> call it something. But to just call it Facebook company? Yeah. And I even have the word company in the logo. You're going to create a lot of confusion. People are just going to be like, man, uh, when is my app going to update to reflect the new logo? Yeah, that's right. And so I think you're, you're really doing your company a disservice. And, and uh, it's one of the – another instance where – I just feel like Facebook doesn't get it. Mm. I, I really do. I looked at it and I, I, I thought about it for a while. I'm like, man, they just don't get it yeah. the way Jeff Bezos and Amazon does. Yeah, and and they're they're a little tone deaf, I think, with their audience. Yeah. I, again, if, if you want to set up a separate company, set up a separate company. Absolutely. <laughs> right? yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, they're, they're yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally agree. Awesome. Well, hey Kirby, you know where we're at right now. I'm excited. Yeah, we are at our promo person of the week. We're going to highlight that one person, the promo industry that really grabbed our attention and making us take notice. Now, I believe it's my week, Kirby Hasselman. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, oh, it, oh, shit, it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this person, you are a uh, an alumnus 
of Promo Kitchen. You're an alumni chef of yes. Promo Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I am about to be. I, I am drop, I'm rolling off the board. It's time for me to move on as well. Mm-hmm. And so we had um, our, our board meeting recently, this, this week, to, to elect some new chefs mm-hmm. and also to elect a new executive committee. Mm-hmm. Um, always exciting time, and, and I'm proud of, I've always been proud of my association with Promo Kitchen. I know you are too. It's a, For sure. a great organization of wonderful giving forward-thinking people who want only the best for this industry. And one of the reasons I'm rolling off is because I'm a big believer that any board, and that's really what Promo Kitchen is, is a board of directors, needs new ideas, needs vibrant thought, needs someone who's not stuck in their ways. And we all get stuck in our ways. Now, I've been a chef for four years. It's time for me to, to, to roll off and let somebody else have a voice. That's not the point of this. But yesterday, um, I elected a new board chair. For yeah. Promo Kitchen, leading uh, Promo I heard Kitchen, about this. Ro- Robert Five Ash is um, going to kind of take a step back and done a a wonderful job in terms of stewardship and leadership of the organization. But I'm real excited for what the future holds for Promo Kitchen. Uh, Joanna Gottlieb yeah. is going to be the uh, chair, the board chair for Promo Kitchen, and um, just. If you don't know Joe Gottlieb, she is the VP of Sales over at Axis Promotions, lives in Chicago, has a, has a delightful family, um, but really one of the sharpest minds, very quietly, one of the sharpest minds in our industry. And she has really done such a wonderful job within Promo Kitchen. Um, she really took care, she really straightened out the mentorship program, not mm-hmm. that it was in shambles, it wasn't, but really made it streamlined from a process perspective. So that program runs really well. She's going to be taking over the sous chef program, which I had been running, and I will tell you it's in a shambles. Um, <laughs> and she's going to stream. She's going to streamline that. But she, she, her leadership. I'm so excited to see what Promo Kitchen is going to do um, under her leadership uh, over the next few years. So. Uh, that's my promo person of the week. I, I couldn't have been happier with the way the, the election went yesterday internally. Really cool stuff. Yeah, I, that's so funny. Just as soon as you started talking about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how have I not thought of Joanna Gottlieb before now? That is a great choice. I had the opportunity to work with her on a couple projects, and she's such a go-getter, such a doer, which I, I value so much. And, and you're right, so bright and, and kind. And so that's a great one. I like that one a lot. Awesome. Yeah. So, Johanna Kotlieb, your virtual box of high fives will be delivered at the PPAI Expo at the PK Mixer uh, in person. Absolutely. That's a good way to do it. Awesome. All right. All right, Kirby. So we are now best ever, best thing ever. What do you, what do you, what, what do you, what's on Kirby's mind today? Ah, I love it. So this is one I've had sort of in my back pocket for a while. Um, and I think of those moments, those, those momentous occasions that um, we celebrate on a regular basis. And so, this is what pops into my head. How mm-hmm. about best birthday ever? Okay, good question. Best birthday ever. I'm going to have to say, Kirby, <clears throat> I think my best birthday ever was really um, my uh, my 21st birthday. It's nice. the one that stands out as the right. memory. Um, and, it, and it wasn't because I went out and got snot slinging drunk or anything like that. I just remember this feeling and it wasn't about gifts I got or anything like that. I just remember this feeling at the time of it's really time to grow up. Yeah. And I really, no, I really do. Yeah. I remember this. I had, um, I've been very candid about, um, you know, I, I went to Texas A&M university and, 
they, after a couple of years, they invited me to pursue academic excellence elsewhere for a little bit. <laughs> um, and, and I did not, I could not refuse that invitation. Um, but I, I earned my way back in and, you know, it was one of those, you, you talk about the kick in the pants you need from time to time. That was certainly mine. And um, I remember as I was, you know, trying to get enough credits to graduate because my GPA has, was, was low and I needed to get it above a certain to, to graduate. I just remember it's 21. It's really time to kind of stop screwing around. Yeah. And uh, that was a real seminal birthday for me. I'm not, I'm a, I love birthdays, but I, there's not, I don't think of like, I got this gift or that gift or anything like that. That I remember the feelings I have yeah. on certain birthdays. Yeah. So that, that would be my, my, I don't know if it's best birthday ever. I'm going to say most memorable. Yeah. Just because for me, it was this real seminal seminal thing. What about you? Okay. So because you went where you went, I'm going to give you mine and then I'm going to give you a bonus one. Uh, okay. I num- like bonus ones. Yeah. Number one, it's funny because uh, people always talk about their 30th or their 21st or their 40th, those, those big ones. Mine was 24. Okay. Um, and it was uh, the day that um, I had lunch with my wife and she handed me a birthday card, said, happy birthday. I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so that was exactly what you just said is like, I remember sitting there that night in my living room going, oh my God, I got to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a, a momentous one for me. Mm-hmm. My, my, probably the one that pops into my mind is the most fun is I believe it was my 40th. And I was in Las Vegas. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes won the national championship game. Mm-hmm. I hung out with a bunch of friends and we did the Ferris wheel, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then I lost uh, a really good friend along the way. Mm-hmm. He, he, he ended up spending a great deal of time in, a, in the Las Vegas emergency room, which I felt bad about that, but the rest of the night was really fun. <laughs> well, your friend sounds like, sounds like he must have been doing something pretty stupid to spend the night in the emergency room. You know, yeah, I'd say so. I, I think it's something that uh, Bill will not be doing on a regular basis, and that's skipping. No, that would be – that's correct. That was the evening um, – that <laughs> <sighs> was the evening I, I was skipping. Um, I was sober, and, and you will yes, attest that's true. to that. That's true. That's I true. was stone-cold sober and was skipping and uh, felt a pop in my left leg and fell down and stood up and my left foot was just kind of dangling there because I'd fully ruptured my Achilles tendon. Yeah, so that wasn't your best birthday, but it was really fun for me. Well, it wasn't even my birthday. (laughs) I mean, if we're being all honest here, it wasn't even my birthday. Um, Yeah, so thanks for that, Kirby. I would love to say I'm really thankful for that story. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Um, but what I am thankful for yeah. is our good friends at Vault Promotions. Yes. They have that fabulous badge release program. They know badges are a pain to sell. They have to be onesies, twosies. They're all individualized. They've done a really great job of creating a badge release program. It creates a custom-branded and user-friendly website. They set up for the distributor. It's hands-off, easy, easy, easy residual orders. You're just not going to have to hassle over. Yep. So head over to badgesmakemecrazy.com. Uh, they have all sorts of free self-promo badges, spec samples, free demos of their badge vault release program. Really great stuff and really appreciate their uh, sponsorship of this fine, fine um aluminum level broadcast and and i will tell you i've started and you know, just, we always try to share personal experiences i've started using vault and mm-hmm. i had not sold a lot of badges in the past and and what we were talking about is totally true it's become a real um little revenue stream for us and it's super easy i love dealing with josh and his team 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, Kirby, always a pleasure to do this podcast with you, and I look forward to podcasting with you at a time of my choosing later next week. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.